Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture hold hands ever so tightly because they are never, ever going to leave one another again. Uh, my name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but I am not going to be doing it by myself because with me as always, he's never going to give you up. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to run around or desert you. It's Steve-O Supremo. Or as Tony calls me in our private conversations, uh, real-life Rickroll. It's, it is true. <laughs> Whatever you were expecting, just be prepared for a, a lovable amount of cheesiness with Steven. Moving around the table here, he won't stop believing. He's holding on to that feeling. It is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Very uncomfortable. No, this, yeah. that was perfect. It was like Steve Perry the platypus. I love it. it makes me very happy. Uh, keeping this thing going. That's her in the corner. That's her in the spotlight. Jackie freaking Wilson. Hello. Hi. She's coming all the way from Mother Russia. <laughs> Hail hole. There she is. Uh, keeping it going here. Her boots were made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. And one of these days, chances are those boots are going to walk all over you. It's lovely Lady Lise Molly. I was confused what was happening there, but I understand now. Yes, you see the pattern emerges. Yes. And uh, finishing us up tonight, he's hopping on the bus. Gus, you don't need to discuss much. It is Nick the Engineer. Hello. Hello. And we are so glad to have all of you with us tonight listening to the Nerd of Godcast. We would love for you to be a part of the conversation tonight. We're talking about walking out the door. Don't take any more for good or bad. Uh, we're going to talk about what it looks like when things wrap up and it's time to walk away. And I don't know I'm about you guys. I'm really bad at goodbyes. I don't like when things end. What do you think? The the first thing that comes to mind was your last day of youth pastor. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we made hurting. you cry. It's what we wanted. And it was a good time. It, it good hurt time. hurt my heart. It hurt my heart so much. And one of the uh, the hardest goodbyes for me is when I say goodbye, Scott, and he says goodbye, Tony, and then we say goodbye to the internet. So tonight we're flipping the script, and we are saying hello to the Christian nerd, Scott Higa. Hello. hello. Thank you Hi, for Scott. having me. <laughs> I thought you were forgetting me there for a minute, and I was like, I had a joke about that's not Steve Perry, that's the Filipino guy that's in front of Journey right now, but I didn't want to you know, reveal my presence too soon. If we yeah, were you know how you can tell the difference? One of them is eating uncooked duck eggs. That's what it is. Yeah. That's how you Good can to know. Call. Which one's the Filipino? Wait, Who's wait. eating the gross duck egg? It was always Steve Perry. It's always Steve Perry. Uh, well, Scott, thank you so much, man. All the way from California, IA, you are joining us tonight, and it's always, always great to have you uh, on the show, man. How is things in your uh, neck of the country? Well, anytime we're together, Tony, we talk about the weather. So it was like 98 degrees today. Um, California's what, open. You're 98 you degrees? We're yeah, me, me, and, me and Nick Lachey just hanging out. That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, California, we're starting to open stuff up. I work at a church. We're working on those reopening plans and phases. Life has been pretty busy during quarantine, but God is good. And I sold my turnips for a lot of money today. So, yes. Hey. We salute Joshua Chalk. Joshua Chalk, you're our hero. <laughs> I, 
love I love the one the, the greatest thing is the the community that comes together for our Animal Crossing whatnot, <laughs> especially for our financial gain. Yeah, uh, we were discussing before nothing the shows. Us more. Nothing unites us more than the stress and anxiety that we feel when it's getting closer to Saturday and you still haven't sold your turnips. But um, oh, I was so it. mad last time because Scott, you out of nowhere just pulled the most like ridiculous, wonderful turnip prices out your behind, and we had already sold our turnips. I know. I apologize, but that that six sixty two on Friday morning was choice. Yeah, that was really good stuff. If you have no idea what we're talking about, you should get a Nintendo Switch and play Animal Crossing. <laughs> and if you're not interested in that, then we'll just stop talking about it because I feel like we spend way too much time. Um, just know, very relevant. I'm, I'm only guaranteeing that we will have four more Animal Crossing references woven into this show. But you know, I'm not. 100%. Yeah, I just. I just got my GameCube working, so I mean, I can play Animal Crossing now, guys. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to 2002, Quentin Neff. I Yay. love the original Animal Crossing. In my opinion, it's one of the best Animal Crossings because it has full-on Nintendo games in it. Before there was a virtual console in the original Animal Crossing, I think there's like 30 Nintendo games that you can get throughout the year and uh, set them up like furniture and actually play the game inside the game. How do you get them? Uh, well, your mom will send you one on your birthday. Sometimes you get one at Christmas time. Uh, and if you're a time traveler, you can load them all up within the course of a couple days. Oh, okay. Bit on time I... travelers. Okay, Ow. yeah. Now we do, but back then that was all we had. Okay, that was all <laughs> we had. Oh well, you can uh, you can join the conversation by following us across all the different social medias. You can find us at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can check out our blog online at nerdofgodcast.com or. You can email us at nerdogodcast at gmail.com. We would love to chat with you and connect with you and exchange with Are you okay, Lee Smitty? Yeah, something different. Was that, the, was that a hula hoop related whimsical? The lack of Cheetos. Oh, uh, did, you, did you sustain a hula hoop injury, Lee Smitty? I got in a hula hoop contest today with children and I was really determined to impress them and now I'm in pain. What mm -hmm. she really means is she was really determined to wipe the floor with them with her hula hoop skills. You know, like, I'm a grown-up. Watch me. I've been hula hooping since before yeah. you were born. And then... She did, like, 50 <laughs> extra hula hoops just to prove how dominant she was. Over she there. had right. one on each arm, one around her neck, two on <laughs> yeah. each feet. The kids she were, just... like, huffing, like, eh, eh, stop, please, have mercy. Yeah, she, she's over there. She looks like Saturn, everybody. Like, what is even going on right now? Yeah, th there's there comes a certain point, Lisa Muddy, when you got to leave those things behind. I mean, I, there there's times I will wake up with an injury because I slept wrong, you know? Just, you never know what's going to happen. Bless. As, as you go on right, what happens, Scott? You do something you've done your entire life, and then you realize, oh, I should never do that again. Yeah, I think old. within the, yeah, like last summer was bad. I think within the course of three months, I threw out my back three times. And that was the first time I'd ever done it. And it hasn't happened since then. So, you know, 2020 is looking up for in some ways. Welcome to our opening segment tonight. Old man complaining about what hurts. I'm just assuming that the moment I turn 30 in a couple months that everything's just going to start hurting more. It, it, you know, they, they always say that, and I don't claim it. I mean, don't don't sit there and say, oh, yeah, that's what's going to happen, because that's what always happens. But eventually, it's going to happen. Um, you know, the, the thing only runs one direction, and it's usually downward. Uh, but Ow. we're going to get into it tonight. Uh, so so uh, behind the curtain, yesterday, they put something out for your entertainment consumption. Uh, now, yeah. Steven, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the trailer that came out yesterday. Yes. Okay, so yesterday... Orion Pictures released mm -hmm. the first trailer for the 
upcoming Bill and Ted Face the Music. music. Otherwise known as Bill and and Ted 3. And Neff and I are super excited about it. Yeah, this we're stoked. We had to. We 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 knew your level of excitement would be such that we would have to bring back an old segment from the show, the trailer park. I know. Uh, And Stephen is the the king of the trailer park. So, what were your first impressions of Bill and Ted Three? It there's definite fan service there, and I like so that if if you guys haven't seen it, the basic idea is Bill and Ted still have not made their song that's going to unite the world in peace. So. They have to go to the future in order to steal the song from their future selves. That's the basic idea that you get from this a minute and a half trailer. But there's so much packed in with like little clips throughout of it. And it just like I was texting Neff as I was watching it. And they show like death from Bill and Ted uh, Bogus Journey, which is the superior of the first two movies, by the way. Absolutely. And. I okay, got so you're, happy. You're, you're you're wrong, by the way. Like you're so wrong. On it's that. more quotable. It's funnier. It no, has it's more not. emotional no, depth. No, it's not. No, it's, it's more, not. There's such a wider scope. It's bigger and better. Scott, you, than, listen, Scott, as an, as the as the other adult on the show here, can you please tell Slappy that he's wrong? I would love to tell Slappy that he's wrong. There's nothing that would uh, make me happier. But I I've only seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey like three times and Bogus Journey like once. So I'll I'll defer. To, to Tony Slappy. Get it together, Slappy. Thank you, Scott. Well, well listen, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is probably more fun, but I, I dare Okay, wait, hold on. Now, I do know why. I do know why. I live in Southern California. They go to Raging Waters, which is an actual place where Napoleon goes down the water slide. And they say the guy graduating says Sam Dimas High School football rules. The guy giving a speech. And every time I hear the city of San Dimas, which is a real city close by me, I always think San Dimas High School football rules so that's Party why it's the superior dudes. movie in the movie though the raging waters was called waterloo and that yes. was the, the whole thing is napoleon oh that's a joke now that i didn't get when i was eight yeah. years old yeah that's funny yeah, heard, where, yeah right napoleon is kind of never mind it's a smart movie you know who was joan of arc noah's wife, wife. exactly <laughs> yeah. so crates put them in the iron maiden Excellent. Execute them. Bogus. Never See? seen any of these movies. A far more quotable movie. Okay, do you? Well, you don't get me started on quoting bogus journey. Yeah, I can do that. For oh, an what hour. are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? station? Shut up, Stephen. Dude, I totally possessed my dad. Yeah. <laughs> no more trailer parks, Stephen. You ruined it for everybody by being the worst. No, it's non heinous. Every sir. road. So tonight <laughs> on this episode, where we talk about walking away from things, we're walking away from Stephen's opinion Aww. because it's terrible. Aww, no, I'm just kidding. Tell us what you thought about the trailer, but be be terse. It was it looks fun. I'm excited, and Alex Winter looks like he is both aged uh, 50 years and hasn't aged a day at the same time. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. I'm gonna say, uh, can I just can I just opine for a moment? I think Keanu Reeves looks way older in the trailer than Alex Winter does. He does, but it's weird that Alex Winter again. He looks like he he looks exactly as he should, but he also still looks older. But I know Keanu Reeves doesn't look that old. Like I feel like they no, put no, old no. makeup on. That's Keanu what I'm saying. How can Keanu Reeves have gone from John Wick to Clark Griswold that he, he fast? I don't beard. know. Maybe that's what it is. But they also you see him really quickly. But they have their daughters in this movie, and their daughters are name is Billy and Theodora. Yeah, that's stupid too. So the, the 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 idea like that when when Keanu Reeves is doing his uh, is he is he's he's Ted Theodore Logan, right? Yes. Uh, when he's doing his Ted voice back in the eighties, he's like, "Whoa, excellent!" Whoa. And now he's doing it's more like, hey, hey, "Let's complain about the Muppets." It's the same voice. It just doesn't fit him the same way. 
I guess not. We're gonna I'm nervous to... about this movie, y'all. I'm not I, nervous about I'm... it. It has the original. I'm excited. That's directed by the guy who directed Galaxy Quest. That doesn't. So? I mean, what? Do you like Galaxy, Galaxy Quest? Quest? Was a great film. Do you like Galaxy Quest? I love Galaxy exactly. Quest, but just because somebody directed. Ridley Scott directed Legend with Tom Cruise did and Tim like Curry. The, and... Did you like the original uh, Bill and Ted movie? Love it. You know who, you know who wrote that? Who wrote the same it? guys who are writing this one. You know who directed Galaxy Quest? The same guy who's directing this one. You know who starred in those movies? Well, not totally. I'll explain it because they weren't in Galaxy Quest. But they no, were in speaking, the- uh, speaking, though, of things that, that should they end, should they not end, uh, let's talk movies for just a second. Let's bring everyone into this conversation if, if we can. What movie franchises did they make sequels for and you go, they should have stopped while they were ahead? Like, they went one too many. They went two too many on that. Transformers. Transformers, Jackie says. Why? Unpack that, Jackie. Uh, You don't have to. Everybody knows why. Yeah, everyone knows why. Stop. Just stop. Well, hey, if they would have stopped, we wouldn't have gotten the gem that is Bumblebee. No, we could have gone straight to the gem that was Bumblebee. Yeah. But who knows? We wouldn't have had Bumblebee. That's like saying, Steven, I'm going to give you a cookie, then I'm going to kick you in the teeth, and then I'm going to give you a slice of cake. Bro, just jump straight to the cake, man. Are you going to gum your cake? That's what you're doing (laughs) after I take out your teeth. We're gumming Bumblebee. You don't need teeth to eat cake. That's why they have cake at one-year-old's birthday parties. Have you ever seen a one-year-old eat their cake at their birthday party? It's mostly hand. More hand than mouth. My 10-month-old has eight teeth, so... (laughs) And he's going to eat him some cake on July 28th. (laughs) Please send us video of that. That's really funny. Jackie, I'll send you Um, all the videos of my child. Please, I love that. I'm not going to lie, Scotty. You have have some really amazing kids. I'm kind of upset that Clara's not joining us right now. I'm sure she'd be excited to talk to Tony. Because apparently um, Tony's her favorite person in the world that's not doesn't have the last you, name Higa. I, I could get that to happen, but uh, you're this is what happened. So I've started having Claire on my show telling stories. Literally every single person who contacts me about my show says, hey, how about you just have Clary do the show and you pop in from time to time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is pretty she's pretty stinking charming, man. I'm not gonna lie. She, she is, she is. Uh, to get us back on track, I would say that the the Pirates of the Caribbean movies probably should have stopped Ooh, while they yeah. were ahead. Uh, yeah. I, re- I really like Dead Man's Chest. I, the too. second one is my favorite. Um, <gasps> Me too. And then I think they sort of went downhill after that. I have so not seen the second one. Number four. Steven, the second one's so good. They've made five of them, right? Yeah. I, I, think, I haven't seen the second one because Tony said the second one was awesome. I love the second one. I, I can understand oh. why someone would like the second one. I just didn't like the second one. I thought the first one was so good and it was such a steep drop in narrative quality but you know me i'm i'm crotchety and i complain about everything i i think so, i think the first trilogy is good but then the other two movies they didn't need to make them in for money and now they're rebooting it ew yeah with Great. amy pond so what, what what else give me give me another franchise that that needed a know when to hold them and know when to fold them the fast and the furious franchise i was just yeah. about to say thank you Steven. Uh, yeah because I they don't have even fully understand what it's about anymore what is happening I, in that it world? was started out as a band trying to bring down a street racing uh theft group i'm guessing and then he got wrapped up in their in their family and then the second one was more of the same but this time in miami and then the third one took place in tokyo which third one's my personal favorite but it's 
and it's a prequel, and then they decide they okay. Start... We don't we don't need a like a we don't need a like a minute by minute real time blow by blow of all thirty seven movies. When did they go from stealing cars to being super secret agents? Fast like five. when did that shift happen? That's, that's, that's what five. I'm concerned about. Okay. So, so uh, my familiarity with the movie is non-existent because I've never I've never seen a Fast or Furious. But then I think we went, least Monty, was it us? I don't remember who we did. We go on the ride at Universal together. I went on the ride with somebody at Universal. We did. We I, did. I was there too. I was with you. And I'm just like, is this what these movies are about? Because it feels like we're in a James Bond ride. Like, what's going on here? Basically, except that ride feels like a bad Nintendo 64 side-scrolling video game. It's, it's all about family, Tony. First off, Steven, there were no bad side-scrolling video games in the Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64 is a gift from God to mankind. No, I know, but I'm just telling you that's what it looked like. Scott, here's my hot take, man, and, and I don't know where you're at on this, but I think the X-Men movies needed to walk away about halfway through. Well, yeah, we could have a whole episode about that. Like... Yeah, they should have. I mean, they should have stopped after. Well, what they should have done, they've never done it right. They wanted to, they wanted to finish the second trilogy with Days of Future Past, which would have been a great way to wrap it all up. But the studio executives were so excited about it that they forced that one to be second in that next trilogy. And then they didn't know what to do. So they made the abomination that was Apocalypse and then the movie that uh, we should just shall not speak of because it destroyed my favorite character. Dark if, Phoenix. It was oh, bad. so bad. If 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 they never came out with New Mutants, I don't think I'd lose a minute of sleep. They I, I kind of want to see it, right? Like, I'm like, it's just like, I like you, how you want to look at a car crash. I kind of want to see it happen in front of me. Scott. Yeah, but it's a car crash that happened three years ago, and they're finally <laughs> releasing the big yeah, I know, so all the bodies are decayed and, like, being eaten by moths. Like, all right, this, whoa, 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 this took a really dark Scott, turn, you guys. Scott, New, New Mutants is a myth. It, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's all I just bought a New Mutants comic book today, so I want to see it happen. Uh, another one. L let me know what you think about this. Toy Story. Should they have stopped at three? Yes. 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 Okay. I so haven't even watched four yet, but I, yes. I, I really enjoyed four. I cried watching four. Me too. But I, I, I was happy that three was the end of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm not upset with four. I know people that saw four and said that it was unnecessary and they shouldn't have made it. But I liked it. But again, I would have been okay if three was the last one. I have a special guest here who who has some insights on on Toy Story. What's your oh. favorite Toy Story movie, Clara? Two. Who's your favorite yes. character in Toy Story? Jesse. Oh, you oh, like yeah. Jesse? Yeah. Is there she anything else you want to say to Tony's on here? Do you want to say hi to Tony? Yeah. Hi, Tony. Hi, oh. Clara. How are you? Fine. Fine. Hey, do you want to play Animal Crossing sometime soon? Yeah. Should I come visit your island, or do you want to come visit my island? Your island. Okay, I so I would love for you to come over to my oh, island. No. You visit our island. Okay, I can do that too. When I come, is it okay if Lise Mati comes with us? Because she wants to play with you too. Yeah. Okay, then it's a deal. Mom, Daddy's going to do it too. Oh, and your daddy too? <laughs> All right, why not? Because we have a other control. We have a two controllers now, so we both can play. Oh, Ooh, somebody's fancy. That's so cool. All right, do you want to say bye, Clara? Bye. Bye, Clara. Bye. I've never so been so happy at somebody not talking to me before. <laughs> when, when, when you said, when you said, uh, yes, yeah, Scott can come too, my first thought was, oh, that's all right. You can bring him along. Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> We're gonna play Parcheesi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've just started releasing photos for this one that's coming out, and I'm having a hard time not feeling like they should have stopped while they were ahead. Avatar. Yes, but yeah. I haven't seen yeah. the first one, and I think they should stop. I have, yeah. like, complaints about the Blue People Avatar. The storyline itself in the first one mm-hmm. was not worth all of the hype that it got. I think the reason why Avatar was so big and did so well was because the graphics were so, like, mind-blowingly, like, yeah. new for the yeah. time. It's like the video game Death Stranding. Like, it, it was so pretty and it was so gorgeous and we never had anything like that before. But if you take all the pretty graphics away, it's Fern Gully. Hey, well, you went to high school, right? Yes. Do you remember the pretty people that were stupid people that were still the popular people? Yes. I mean, this this is the way that the world works. Listen, I don't need more movies. No, they they just... need to, like, ramp up the storyline in these next ones to make me care about it. Or have some other mind-blowing graphic something going on that's going to make you really want to see it, which I hope that they have, considering the amount of time they've taken just to put out this. What's going to happen? What's going to happen is James Cameron is going to release the third one, and it's just going to be contacts that you put in your eyes, and then you're just going to be in the movie as a character, do, like watching everything. You are yeah, the only way you can fully experience it now is you're going to have to link your tail Ew. to it. Yeah. Listen, Steven doesn't understand that because he never saw the movie. I don't. I understand that because people tell me what things mean. If 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 this isn't anything like Flight of Passage, I'm out. Like, gotcha. That's right. Hey, ha, ho, I think Neff just summoned a condor from the <laughs> that's, heavens. That's on the riverboat thingy where the, the, the thingy is singing the song. That's the song oh. that the thing sings. I thought Neff was doing his, a bad Jack Black impression. <laughs> no, oh okay, we're moving on. Any other movies that you can think of that should have uh, should have quit while they were yes. ahead? What's that? The DCEU. Oh, that's a hard thing for you to say, buddy. Listen, listen, okay. As a whole, if we had taken the best parts, like if we if we kept Wonder Woman, maybe Aquaman, I'll even I'll even and Ben Affleck as Batman. Ben Affleck as Batman would be fine. But man, they put all their hope and stakes into the Dawn of Justice to really kick things off, and it was so bad. And at that point, I mean, there was only two movies in. They could have stopped. They could have just been like. All right, we'll stop here. We'll, let's try this again. But let me oh, let me ask man. you this, Neff. I've thought a lot about this lately. Henry Cavill, to me, was a really good Superman. Yeah. Yes. Ben Affleck, you go down the list, man. I think that for the most part, with the exception of Flash, but they were kind of going for a vibe there. The I think though that movie, those movies were so wonderfully cast. Yes, absolutely. And they were just so badly made. The storyline just. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like rough. when somebody goes to the store and they buy a really nice, expensive cut of meat, and then they cook it well done and put ketchup yeah. on it. Boy, even, like, uh, even Suicide Squad is well cast. I mean, Jai, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang is like... He was great. He was my favorite part I, I of the movie. Know that was, well, no, but I the same thing. Me. I mean, Killer Croc, Harley Quinn. I mean, yeah. that was even Will Smith, it was a really well-made movie. Yeah. A really a cast movie, yes. but just a poorly made exactly. movie. That's the so what do you what you suggest they just stop making them and just reset the? They pins? just got to do the flashpoint. They just they should have just done a flashpoint, and that way they could have kept their actors and rebooted the whole thing. Yeah, it's hard to walk away from something though when you're in the middle of it. That's one of the reasons I respect Sony basically just bailing out on the Amazing Spider-Man movies when they could. It was just like, hey, you know what? This ain't working. Let's just call it. 
Let's just call it. Sometimes you got to walk yeah. away, right? Yeah. Got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Although, know although when to hold them and know when I to fold them. We're going to fuse. We're going to flip the script here a little bit. We're going to talk more uh, in just a second about what we need more of. We're going to talk about uh, the the real price of walking away from things significant and uh, keeping the fire going. But before we do, uh, how would you guys like to play a game tonight? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yes. As long right. as I can win, because winning is awesome. Oh, wow. Well, that is true. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll keep your score here tonight, and uh, we set up our teams before. So our teams this evening are Jackie and Neff. Yeah. Steven and Nick. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, so in this thing you have us recording, and Tony, like it shows us where people are talking, and Nicholas uh-huh. looks dead. Like, <laughs> he, he, flatline. Flatline. That's, his, that's his heart that's, monitor. You should see Nick, him. Give us a little behind the scenes right now. Uh, as you're doing this, are you, in fact, playing Minecraft? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sadler, I need you to pay attention for a couple minutes, buddy, if, if we're going to win this thing. Nick just always runs us in the background. That's what he does. He's just, he just <laughs> minimizes all of us and just moves on with his Everything mind. is efficient for Nick. So if conversations need to be efficiently like set aside, we'll do that. Yeah, very good, very good, very good. Uh, all right, so this is a game that I actually failed to name. So I'm going to edit a name into it uh, So as soon as I think of one. But I can't think of one right now. Uh, this is a game called Greater Than or Less Than. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, right? That's a clever name. Great name, Tony. Great name. I'm going to name my next child. That name is so good. <laughs> Listen, don't let these people me? just blow, blow, you, blow you smoke, man. You could do better. <laughs> <laughs> away. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> I forgot to say away again. <laughs> I forgot to say away again. Like uh, Tobias. <laughs> So I really starting should start carrying a tape recorder. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> you, you, you sly dog, you've made me break. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask uh, one of our team members uh, a question about how many of something there are. And then I'm going to ask their partner... Uh, another question, and we're going to have to decide if it is more, which one has more. So it's huh. basically which of these has more. So if I okay. were to say, um, how many um, seasons of The Office were there, Scott? That would be nine. Nine seasons of The Office. And then I would say to Lise Mati, uh, who is his partner, I would say, Lise Mati, uh, how many people are on this podcast right now, more or less than what Scott said for The Office? Less, less correct, which is it's just seven. So you get the point for that. So, so your job is basically to say greater than or less than. Okay. Hey, that's a good name. Okay. Greater than or less than. That's what I called this name. Uh, greater than or less than. <laughs> Jackie and Neff. Hey, Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jackie, episodes of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. Or, so yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and guess. Let's say, I think it's about like at least it's got to be at least sixty because I think it's like twenty-ish okay. episodes per season or something. Okay, so she says sixty. I'm not going to tell her if she's right or wrong. Neff, more or less, how old is Keanu Reeves? Uh, less. Less. All right. Let's see if they get a point. Actual number of Avatar: The Last Airbenders, and if you get it on the nose, you're going to get an extra point. 
Actual number of Avatar The Last Airbender episodes is 61. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I was so close. Keanu Reeves is 55. Yeah. So Jackie and really Neff good, get Jackie. one point. Hey. I thought yeah. there were way more episodes of that show. It. I've never watched it. I have no idea There's what it is. There's only three seasons. Oh. 61. But they're great. That's way easier to watch it's, than The Clone Wars. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Scott, watch it. Just watch it, Scott. It's fantastic. It'll change your life. I'm on the fourth episode. It's pretty good. That's what You're on the fourth episode me. of The West Wing as well. Just, do not get past the fourth episode. <laughs> What's the deal with this guy? Sorry. <laughs> nobody, oh, wait, wait, they have the same show? The hey, Seinfeld. No, I'm no, on the fourth episode of that. Nobody go ahead and pre-purchase Steven's uh, fifth wedding anniversary present. Because, um, <laughs> oh, oh, no. So far. That's a bad joke. Yeah, That's a bad joke. Oh, oh, oh don't you dare. Let's all turn on you. Tony. Boo. Boo. You can boo me if you want to. Your daughter still likes me better. <laughs> the king of filth. The king of slime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. Tony. And, and Lise Body. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott, the number of Star Trek TV sequels and spinoffs. Sequels and spinoffs. Okay, hold on. Can I, can I have a minute to, or five seconds? You can, you can have five seconds. Seven. Like in okay. production or like that have been actually aired? That, that have actually aired. Seven series. Lismati, more or less the number of planets in our solar system. What was Scott's answer? Wow. Seven. Um, oh God, can wait, can I sing? <laughs> more. More. My very the educated mother just served us nine pizzas. No, they just served you nine. No, they served nine. You just served you nachos. Non-bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this number of Star Trek TV sequels or spinoffs is exactly seven bonus points. And, you thought and I was going to forget the animated series, wow. didn't you? You know what? You're, you sly dog. Uh, and uh, the number of planets in our solar system is eight or nine depending on who you're asking. I really wish I would have answered that wrong and then Nick would have just in indignant anger yelled at me. Yeah, <laughs> just so we can see the bar go up. You're wrong, Higo. No, I would have uh, forgotten so, yeah, about so, the animated series. Uh, I did forget about the animated series. You can't forget about the animated series. It had the original cast for voices and it was written by DC Fontana. Come on. And it's canon. It is canon. Uh, all right, moving on. So double points for you guys. Yes, good job, uh, Lise Mighty. High five. I'll give you a minute to high five all the way from Orlando to Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Gonna take a minute and there'll be a connecting flight in Dallas. Uh, all right, Steven and Nick, you ready? Yeah. Yes. Steven, yes. the number of Star Trek movies. Can I get it? Can I get it? Like five seconds to think. Thirteen. That's your time. Okay, Nick. Greater or less the number of books in the Bible with a number in them, not including the Book of Numbers. Oh, jeez. Okay, Wait, give, us the, give us the hardest one. 13. Uh, less. So you say there's less books in the Bible with, the, with numbers in them than 13. Yes. Steven, you get an extra point for being on the nose Huzzah. with the number of movies, 13 exactly. Nick, unfortunately, I can't give you a point. There are 17 books in the Bible with really? numbers in them. First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. Uh, a bunch of Corinthians. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Peter, First, Second, Third John. Yeah, so. Uh, you I forgot about the, the Johns. 
Don't never forget about the John. Oh. John's are the Dre of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that Thank took you. me a second. That was good. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, moving on then. So one point for you guys, still respectable. Still Wait, respectable. do I get two points because uh, I got it all the money? Uh, you, that was your extra oh, point, Steve. Okay. I see. Um, good try though. Good try. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whose turn is it now? It is Jackie and Neff again. Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Jackie, this one's yours. Okay. Number of Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. It's three. Neff greater or less the number of senators from the state of Florida. Oh, gosh. Uh, that, oh, oh, the number of Spider-Man movies? The, the greater or less than the number of Spider-Man movies with Tobey oh, Maguire. Less. The number of senators from Florida. Less. You say less? less? Yes. Less than three? There's only two senators per state. Neff and Jackie, two points on the board. Yeah. Great job. Wow. Way to know your civics, Neffery. Thank you. I Wait, did not sorry. pass my Wait, exam. Him, but I, uh, Way to get the easiest question. I wasn't trying to trick him. And look at Stephen acting like he knows the answer after the fact. Hey, listen. How many, sen- how many senators are there in California, Stephen? At, at least, at most, two. At most, <laughs> two? At least, at most, two. Feinstein and Kamala Harris. Which is it? Which is it? Kamala Harris, Miss Marvel, really? The house is the one that has their the number of representatives based off of population. Yeah, who's got the most? What Golden State? Yeah, but who has the most indecisive? (laughs) 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 Delaware. All right, so we do have have earthquakes, Jackie, but there's not an earthquake season uh, like hurricanes. I think it's uh, Scott and Lee Smotty. Your turn again. Was there maybe? All right, Scott. The number of core Assassin's Creed games. Oh. Oh. Uh, 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 five? Okay. Least body, the number of US states that start with the letter M. Oh gosh. Um, so your answer was five? Yeah. I'm trying to think of. I can't think of any state other than Michigan. Oh, I hadn't think of. I hadn't thought of that one. That gets added to my list. That's embarrassing. Okay, so you have a list, and I just that. added Michigan. The numbers five. I'm gonna go with more. More. If <clears throat> there were five Assassin's Creed games, the number would be more. But there are eleven Assassin's Creed uh, four games. Four. Eleven. Like there's there Assassin's are... Creed eleven. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, yeah, they're not numbered anymore. You got like Odyssey and Black Flag and Brotherhood and One, Two, Revelation. Three, and I don't know. Yeah, at, there's a lot of Assassin's Creed assa- Syndicate, Assassin's Creed backslash Creed thoughts, Origins, Rogue, Assassin's <laughs> 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 yeah, Assassin's Creed Barton. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, there are eight states with an M. Let's name them: Maine, Michigan, Massachusetts, Maryland, Mississippi. Montana, Mississippi, Missouri. Missouri. And Mexico new. Moldavia. I don't know what the last one is. Uh, okay, so unfortunately, no point for Scott and the lady. It's and okay. may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> and may God, we're all dumber for having heard it. Uh, sorry, right, Lisa, buddy, I did not mean to lead you astray. It's okay. I forget. It's all right. Steven and Nick, are you ready? Sure. Yes. Numbers of mo- Number of movies in the MCU with Spider-Man in them. With Spider-Man in them? Mm-hmm. Five. Nick Sadler, greater or less the number of books in the Bible 
with red letters. More or less? Less. Less. All right. The number of movies in MCU with Spider-Man in them is five for one point. Stephen Salisbury, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, the number of books in the Bible with red letters. You guys think they're they're right? I less. Think, I think it was six. There's more. Yeah, it's uh, it is more. six. Jesus shows up and yep. makes a red letter cameo in the book of Acts and Revelation. Yeah. That's yep. the one. Yeah. So I there was more. I can't give you the point. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's you know it's like a, it's a cameo you know that Jesus but shows up in. Like it's, uh, it's like Tony Stark showing up in Incredible Hulk. It's like Spider-Man showing up in Civil War. Yes, just like when Jesus shows up in the Book of Revelation and snatches Captain America's shield. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. Snatches those crowns off that beast. Yeah. The the angel with the trump of the Lord. He goes under ruse, and then <laughs> and he throws up that sword. Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so we're back to uh, who? Higa and Lee Smotty? No, Neff and Jackie. Neff and Jackie. All right, Jackie. Yeah. The number of James Bond movies. Oh, oh I know this one. I'm so mad. No. Oh. Snap, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to say eight. I feel like <laughs> at least eight, there's probably more. I don't more know. Than... I've not seen all the James Bond movies. So she says eight. It's probably wrong. Well, I know the answer. Neff, so you'll at least know yeah. where to guess yeah. from. Neff? Yes. The number, what is greater, the number of James Bond movies, which is eight. (laughs) No, it's not. Or the number of letters in the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, yeah, there's definitely Um, a lot more James Bond movies than what I guess. Does that include movies movies in production, like are coming out this year, or just in general already out? Yeah, let's just say every James Bond movie that's ever been dreamed of. Uh, There are more letters. Oh, no, wait. Oh, gosh. There are more letters in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. There are more letters. There are more letters. Jackie, unfortunately, I can't give you a point for being on the money with the number of James Bond movies. <laughs> if you asked you for are the, what's 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 thirty percent of the number of James Bond movies there are, <laughs> then you would have just nailed yeah, it. Yeah, you nailed it. I've not seen many of them. Right I, think I've seen I literally like just two. finished a marathon like a couple, like a month ago. There's twenty four, right? Yeah, twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty six. Twenty six James Bond movies. And 34 letters in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, I thought this newest one was 25. Well, yeah, you're including uh, Casino the Royale. Fake ones. Uh, yeah, Casino Royale. You know, the original and... Casino Royale with, uh, yeah, Jimmy Bond. I am. So you know what? Sue me. Moving on. Those are not Reese produced by the Broccoli and... family. <laughs> and oh, oh, and the one that Sean Connery did, the remake of Thunderball. That doesn't count. Yeah. Never say never again. I'm sorry, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Scott. Tony. And Lee Spotty. Yes. How many, Scott, Star Wars movies do we see Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm-hmm. And how many Star Wars movies do we see Obi-Wan Kenobi? Live action movies, I will clarify. Live action movies. Quickly. Six. Okay. And Lee Spotty, how many worlds are in the first Super Mario Brothers, more or less? Oh gosh. More or less than six in the very mm-hmm. first Super Mario Brothers? In the very first Super Mario Brothers, Swing more or less heart. than six? Side side. Um, I'm gonna Do say the less. <laughs> less. Oh no, Scott. I mean, 
<laughs> I meant more is what I meant. I know. I felt like you meant more, but I have to go with what you said. Uh, Scott, on the nose, you got the point for exactly six, but there are how many nice. worlds of the first Super Mario Brothers? Eight, eight. right? There are eight. Nah, That's right. I'm oh, sorry, oh. Scott. Just a That's okay, Lise Marty. I didn't mean All right. to. I was like, and, uh, mas, we, mas, mas, mas. <laughs> and uh, is, is this our last one, I guess? This is I the last so. one, right? And uh, then what we'll do is um, we'll do a little bit of a tiebreaker, okay? Wait, Nick and I didn't go for the third time. I know, I'm doing that. I'm oh, letting you go for the third time now, gotcha. and then we'll do a little bit of a tiebreaker. Sorry. All right, Steven. Hi. The number of core Final Fantasy games. Core? Core. There's not core Final Fantasy games. I'm just trying. I'm trying oh, to think yes, if Jackie. I'm, I'm, I'm trying Jackie. to think if I'm trying to think if ten two counts because that changes my answer. Sixteen. Okay. And uh, Nick, is that greater than or less than the length of the monorail track at Walt Disney World in miles? In miles. Mm-hmm. Is the Walt Disney World monorail system greater or less than 16 miles? 16? Correct. Oh, 16 miles is a lot. Less. Less. The number of core Final Fantasy games is 15. Oh, I was going to say 15, but again, I didn't know if 10-2 counted. Well, if you're going to count 10-2, then you have to count like all three of the Final Fantasy... 13 ones. But then there then was a Final Fantasy Online. I didn't know if that one counted yeah. either. Yeah, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Online, I think, was a, was like 11. I don't know. Oh. It's confusing. Well, I knew King there was Core 15. Game. Dang it. So you yeah, don't get a point for that, but the question is, is that greater or less than the length of the monorail track? Jackie, what's your thought? Greater or less? Than 15 you know, miles? You know how long the monorail track is at Walt Disney World? I mean, I don't know the official number, but I feel like it might be more just because it goes around. It does go around. She's absolutely right. <laughs> only, only a cast member would know that. <laughs> I don't drive the monorail. It is very close. The actual length of the monorail track is 14.7 miles. Oh, okay. So just slightly oh. less. All right, so now we are going to uh, we're going to do a tiebreaker here. We're going to do like a bonus point. So this is for everybody. Yay. Okay. Um, we're going to see who gets the, uh, gets the closest here. Steven Salisbury. Scott Higa oh. or Jackie Wilson. The number of games released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America. Oh, gosh. Are those, wait, wait. Is that, like, by all, all games, like, including, like, third-party games, or just... Number of compatible Nintendo Entertainment System games released in North America. We will let, uh, we'll let Steven go first. All right, I'm going to say... 246. Jackie. Uh, 247. <laughs> oh, like, she just prices right me. She takes, yeah, I don't know. The price is wrong. She, says two, she said 247. Is that what she said, Jackie? That is exactly what I said. So Scott, so say, so Scott yeah, you said 248. You pretty, pretty much just, complete, unless she gets it on the money, you've just completely messed up Jackie. Well, he didn't say that it was price is right rules. He didn't say it was closest without going over. He just said it was closest. Or if if you if you go under Steven, you can you could actually. I I well. think it's much higher. I think it's like closer to like four hundred. Okay, so we got four hundred for Scott Higa. 
246 for Steven and 247 for Jackie. All right. I hate the price. So now I'm going to ask your partners, greater or less than, how many numbers of possible villagers are there in Animal Crossing New Horizons? Wait, so do I say we're saying greater or less? We're saying greater or less than, than the number. Than, than the, 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 not my number, than the actual it. number. So, than, than, the, than the actual number. The actual number is? Yeah, I'm not know yet. Oh. So you have to figure out if Scott's right with 400 and or see you, that it's more or less than that. Or What was your wrong. answer, Scott, again? 400. 400. Four, 400, exactly. And I have to say if it's more or less. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Uh... I think it's a little more. I have no okay. idea. Je- uh, Neff? Uh, I want to go uh, more. Okay. Steve, uh, and uh, Nick? Uh, say less, Nick. Be different. Okay, I'll say less. He says less. If we lose, it's your fault. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the fall. All right. So the one point for getting closest is awarded to Scott Higa for being closest. The actual number of games released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America was 677. Wow. I was going to say 650. I should go with my first guess. Oh, shut up, Steven. And if only, if only Scott was right, Lee Smotty would have gotten you an extra point because there are 402 villagers in Animal Crossing. I knew it was just a little more than 400. Which was more than his answer, but less than the real answer. The only one who gets the point for that is Steven and Nick. Good job, Nick. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. So in third place, Steven and Nick. How much? With three points. In second place, Scott and Lee's body with four points. Uh, and in first place, with five points, Jackie yay. and Neff walk away with the win. Wait a second. Why was that a tiebreaker if, if, the, if the ones who won the tiebreaker lost? Oh, sorry. How many points did you have, Steven? You just lost one going down to zeroth place. Because that's what complainers do. I'm just I'm just casting flaws into your system, sir. I'm sorry, Nick. Mm-hmm. Wait, I still get third, right? Yeah, you still get third. <laughs> Grateful boys get their place. And this has been whatever I decided to name that game. Okay. Once again, greatest name I've ever heard of. Yes. Thank oh, you so much. Oh, I guys. hate the name. It's an Thank awful you. name. Magnificent. This, this, this game has been called My Guess is Only as Good as My Partner's Setup. <laughs> uh, and that's the real deal. Uh, so what do we need more of? What, what did they stop making? And we just go, man, why did they quit? Why did they quit when they were doing so Ecto-coolers. well? Ecto coolers. <laughs> <laughs> things in general okay perhaps uh from an entertainment standpoint not that i haven't been entertained by many a box of high c you you had posted tony on your uh nerd godcast group or um, somebody posted just what tv show that is unavailable to stream legally would you want people to watch and they should yeah. have made more seasons of pushing daisies because it was phenomenal i don't know that i ever saw pushing daisies it is it's 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 it's, it's indescribable it's fantastic. When you first said that, I my mind went to the show Six Feet Under, which is a very different show. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, they both involve death, but Six Feet Under seems very depressing and dark, while Pushing Daisies is full of whimsy and magic, and it's yeah. wonderful. Okay. Uh, who else has one? Uh, uh, something that, that ended that should have continued. Um, well, Avatar. Oh. Yeah. He's talking about Avatar. the James Cameron one, though. No, yeah. last well, well, I've got good news for oh. you, Nick. 
Wait, Nick, are you talking about they're making five are you more about the franchise? Yeah, no, no. no. definitely oh, not that. I really no. wish George R. R. Martin would finish writing The Winds of Winter before he dies. He does not look like okay. a healthy man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens. It does. Uh, what else? What else do we have? Any, anybody else have something that ended prematurely, left you wanting more? Mm. Or you just you're all just so eminently satisfied with everything ended exactly when it no, should have. See, like my first thought was heroes, but heroes wasn't like it didn't stay good. Like it kept going down, but then it just ended it on a cliffhanger, and I would have liked to have seen what happened. Heroes was like when you're when you're in quarantine and you decide, hey, you know what? We're gonna order takeout from one of my favorite restaurants, and then that food arrives at your house via DoorDash, and you go, wow, it is just not as good when I'm eating it out of a styrofoam box. Like it, it lost something. The promise was there. The expectation was there. The delivery fell short and heroes just never delivered. Ever. The first season was good. The second season was good. And then it just go rewatch heroes. And then we'll, we'll, we'll reopen this conversation. I'm, yeah, I'm remembering with, with heroes from the mind of a 17 year old. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's are. a crazy part. Just think about TV series because the, the office is, nearly universally beloved right now but as somebody mm -hmm. who's watching it when i was on air it was constantly in threat of getting canceled sure yeah. every and like all of them were yeah like every like when when season two ended with casino night and they hadn't been renewed yet i'm like i'm never i'm never gonna figure out what happened like they they mm -hmm. may just cancel this it, it was unbelievable on the Office Ladies podcast, they were talking about that and how mm -hmm. they knew they were going to be canceled. And they had suggested to the showrunner, they're like, hey, can we just film uh, an alternate ending that kind of shows them wrapping it up and Jim and Pam end up together? So if we don't get picked up again, we can see exactly what happened. And he's just like, yeah, no, if they want to see what's more, they're going to they're going to have to give us another yeah. season. I love which that. Is I probably love a brilliant move. Awesome. So okay, good. here's one that, that should have kept going. King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe. bring it back. To I, I mean, a, I can always go for to like what what a King of the Hill would be like today. That's again going back to our conversation earlier about like West Wing and stuff like that. I love what they did by bringing back uh, Parks and Rec. There's always something that I, I I think is refreshing about seeing what would the characters be doing today. There was a Twitter feed that I used to follow called um, I think it was Modern Seinfeld. <laughs> where they would talk about like Seinfeld episodes <laughs> yeah. in this era, because you know the world is such a different place than it was in the early nineties. Oh, yeah. You know, with the advent of social not media and, and cell phones, and, yeah, not that not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, uh, so the jokes in the situations would would certainly be be different, and it was what would those characters be reacting to the world today, and that, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the the question that came into my mind when I was thinking up the other day, I think it was my wife asked me. She a very sobering question, um, one that really shook me, and I, I got a little introspective, and um, I don't know, it just kind of got a sense of dread there. And she said, "How long did you play the last Animal Crossing game before you got bored of it?" Ooh, and I I have an Animal Crossing game on my DS that I once played every day and dug up my fossils every day and visited my villagers every day and watered my flowers every day. And then one day that stopped and I don't even remember when. And right now I'm in the middle of the season where, where so many of my friends were all playing Animal Crossing, we're talking about turnips. And one day that will end. And that's kind of sad. Mm, Who's yeah. gonna go first? Is it gonna be, uh, we'll just stop hearing from Lismati and then like one day, you know, 
it's just going to be me and Clara playing, and that'll be all that's I'll left. be there, because I'll just be getting the game at that point. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did the DS version have the social element, though, Tony? It had a little bit of one. It did. Yeah, it did. No, it, it definitely did. It was a little less uh, convenient than the, the, the modern version, and I use the word convenient very loosely for the modern version. But, yeah, you can absolutely visit people's island or visit people's towns and, and do that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Could you talk? Because I think that's, the, that's why we want to play is because we want to visit your island. We want to have, you know, least Mahdi come and visit our island. Like, I mean, last Friday when I was selling all my turnips, like I had five people from the internet that I don't really know come yeah. to my island and we were just hanging out and talking and, and it, it was awesome. Yeah, the social aspect wasn't there in the same capacity, but it was there to the limit of what we could do five, six years because, ago. Because yeah. I think that might help it have longevity and, you know, this might wrap into to where you're going, but because I think it's the relational aspect of this game that I think might might keep people engaged more, longer. I would hope so. Hmm. I w- when, I, when I think of video games and stuff that, like, I don't want to end, I felt that with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this game is so good. Like, I just, I want more. And then yeah. they announced a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have liked them to wrap up Breath of the Wild in a sat- in more satisfying way because it yeah. ended so abruptly. Yeah, it was like it was like the end of a Lord of the Rings movie, but with no promise of another Lord of the Rings movie next Christmas. Yeah, it just like, it just ended so fast. Now that I know that there's going to be a continuing part to it, I'm more excited and less bummed about the ending because that is one thing that I do remember feeling when I was done with it. I was like, that was not the most satisfying Zelda ending I've ever had. Like, wasn't bad. But it wasn't great. But but how often are do you go through these seasons in your life where there's something that you're playing or something that you're watching or something that you're just consuming every single day and then it just kind of falls by the wayside? If it's a social the media Bible. thing. Like, oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Well, I mean... But that's a common experience, I yeah. think, amongst amongst Christians. People get into it or like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm reading every day. I'm waking up every morning for my quiet time. I got a little convicted this morning. I woke up super early so I can go sell some fish. And I'm like, man, when was the last time I just really motivated myself to get up like at 6 o'clock in the morning and just spend some time with Jesus? But here I am in Animal Crossing spending time with CJ selling sea basses. Uh, you know, I, I, I just got a little like, oh, man, are my priorities where they need to be? Hmm. So many things that we do religiously, so many things that we do every single day. You know, Nick, you're the last of us that's playing Pokemon Go, buddy. No, I play Pokemon Go. Do you really? Yeah. The way that you did in 2016? More so, probably. (laughs) Wow. Do you really? Very possible. All right. Well, I mean, I the exception that proves the rule. I, I feel like we used to just play every single day. And the other day I turned it on. I'm like, ooh, there's so many things in here that I don't even understand anymore. Hmm. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was as if the the, the train was was still moving and I jumped off. And then I'm like, it's the same exact thing that happened to me in school in math class. You sleep through (laughs) one year of algebra and you can never get back on. This this will this will date me very much. But uh, in the early 2000s, there was an Internet cafe next to my house. And, you know, you could go there and it had all like the computers and you could play. Gosh, I get Counter Counter Strike, yeah. Oh, yeah. Warcraft oh, Three, all, all these games, and there was like a three month period where my friends and I went every single day, and then one day I went, and the next day I have never been back. I don't know, like I wasn't angry, I wasn't mad about Counter Strike, <laughs> I just stopped going completely. That reminds me of something I read online one time, and it's actually kind of sad. It was one day your parents put you down to never pick you back up again. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. I've read that too. I think yeah. about that when I'm with like kids. Like I'll be like, I don't know, I'll just have a moment with them where I'll just look at them and be like, there's gonna be a day where like this is it. This this is the last time. Yeah. <laughs> and is, it, is that a threat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> coming a day. <laughs> yeah, the, those seasons in our lives end. And um and, and man, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, of all the things and all the fads and all the seasons that I've gone through, like, uh, hey, I'm going to the comic shop every day and buying comics, and then I sort of got past that. Or uh, I'm playing, uh, you know, Pokemon Go or the Mario Kart app every day, and then I just kind of got where I wasn't so compelled to do that every day. Or, or whatever the phase may be that you're going through. Um, I, I read something, and I, I knew we were going to talk about this ahead of time, but just before we came to record... Um, I mean, not even hours ago, just this just happened right before I walked into the room here. I saw a post on Facebook and I want to share it with you because it breaks my heart. Um, many of you may not know about this uh, band. Uh, it, I think it's just really an artist, but um, he is he's one of my favorite. He's been one of my favorite Christian artists. I discovered him on uh, the XM satellite radio Christian music station. In fact, um, last week or two weeks ago, someone challenged me to do one of those post an album cover that inspires you every single day. Don't say anything. You know those things on social media? Have you seen those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this was one of the albums that I posted. It was, you know, of all the things, I posted one of his albums because it, it's been so influential and impactful in my life. Uh, and this this artist, his name is Brennan Strawn. Uh, he is the the singer, composer, writer, musician behind the the band Monarch, hmm. which is one of my favorites. Yeah. And it, he shared a little bit about some things that are happening in his life. He's, uh, you know, moving, uh, leaving where he's at in Arizona and going back to L.A. And I'm just going to read a story. He says, two years ago, I took a singing gig uh, at a certain place. I really needed to escape the music business, the bad memories. They were causing depression and anxiety in my life. I was falling apart. And this place seemed like my way out of the nightmare when an opportunity came to contract me as a singer for a large church. A lot of you know I sing and write music for a living. I love what I do, and it doesn't matter if I'm singing at a club, arena, church, or subway station. My heart is always all in. When you're a musician, when you're a musician, work is work. I've always been open to share my voice anywhere, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, so after a year, I decided to resign from that gig, and I've been here ever since. It was a hard decision, but I realized... I wasn't fitting in with the culture of Christians there because of my lifestyle and interests. The person who recruited me said things that weren't true about me. Uh, it was enough for to maybe walk away from it. As much as I enjoyed singing there, I knew I didn't belong after what I was hearing. And I'm, I'm reading this and my heart is wow. breaking for it because you know, that's just a rough situation, right? You know, you go, man, that's that sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he shares a little bit more about the truth. The truth will set you free. Um, and he says, I've never been more sure of who I am and what I believe after experiencing so much of this kind of thing. So I'm taking a break from that entire culture in order to heal. I hope you guys can understand why I need to step away from religion and the language of it. I fully respect and have a love for people of all faiths, beliefs, and unbeliefs. It's just not me anymore. I can't relate or feel connected to any of it without feeling sick to my stomach now. I can't help it. The trust is gone. And that sucks, dude. That really hurts here. My heart broke, man, because like this guy was somebody who, I don't know. He just walked away from, I don't know what, I don't know what, I only have his words. What did he walk away from? Did he walk away from God? Did he walk away from church? Some uh, hybrid 
combination of the two things. Have you been there before? Have you ever stood in the presence of God and looked at the door and felt compelled to say, this is it for me, I'm ready to walk? I've never personally felt that, but all the stories that I've seen and heard of people um, walking away from their faith, the thread that seems to connect them all is people. It, I feel like it usually ends up being people. Um, he, he mentioned lies being told about him. And I mean, it, it just really sucks because sometimes people get so wrapped up in church culture that they lose like what it's all about. It's not about the church. It's not about um, like the, the people in the church. It's about God. And so sometimes I feel like people get so caught up in uh, cultures and cliques that, like, you lose sight of what your relationship with God is supposed to be about. And it becomes more about people than about him. Sure. And when you kind of, and when you, and when you kind of like, lose that, that sight and that focus, it makes it easier to, to fall away. I don't know if I'm um, wording this out correctly, but, like, in my head, it's like a lot of people end up leaving a relationship with God because of other people. They're basing God off of how other people act. I can see that. Stephen, what do you think? Um, not to go against what Jackie was saying, but a lot of what I've seen, at least when it comes to um, more famous you know, Christians or people who are a little bit more like worldly well-known, a lot of them seem to walk away because it's one of those things like if, you know, if God is so good, how could there be so much bad in the world? And that kind of like hurts their faith. And it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I've never like personally, I've never thought that as a reason for like why God doesn't exist because we're meant to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So like, like we're, we're supposed to go out there and be the ones that, that change the world that do those things because God can't, I mean, he could, but he, he doesn't physically come down to do that because he's left us here to do it. And then I guess in a sense, it's people that are letting people down. But I think in those times, it's, I think when people become associated with something and that's all that there is, and it's almost more like an obligation instead of an opportunity for them. I think sometimes they get too swept up. And then I think that's why you get a lot of people, even like church leaders who will walk away because of the pressure or, or whatever, because they've let the, idea of something become their root and that the root you know fuel their idea when do you feel when do you feel like there's a turning point like at what point do you feel like like we've talked a little bit about silly things like movies and and stuff we can pinpoint the moment like okay this is when this franchise jumped the shark this is when they they should have called it quits um you know i'm i'm looking at you x-men apocalypse or or whatever the, the case might be What's that? What's that apocalyptic moment in in your faith when they, when you say, you know what, this is where it went off the rails for me. This is where you start looking and saying, something is greater than what God is offering me, and that's where I want to be right now. Or what God is offering me just isn't sufficient, so I'm going to go find something that's better. I, I don't know. I've not been in that situation. Uh, yeah. It's hard for me to put myself in those shoes. I don't think it's about like finding. Some, I mean, I don't know. Again, I've not also not been in that, but like, I don't know that it's so much about finding something that's better or 
or not feeling like like I don't think it's about finding something greater and or it's more so about the opposite it's like not finding anything or not finding you know people what you read like I, I see so much I pray for myself personally let me go this angle when I pray in regards to my own faith I, I always like to ask God to like help me have such a strong faith that whatever happens tomorrow whatever tomorrow's battle is because I don't know no one knows what tomorrow is going to bring that my faith would be strong enough that in a moment where it seems like God if you were there if you were really there this wouldn't be happening that I could still believe that he's there and so I don't think it's so much about finding an alternate or something better as much as of wanting to find something and maybe sometimes not being strong enough to, to stand through the silence. Right. Mm-hmm. I get that. I think that, I mean, in my, I've never had a season of apostasy. I've never walked away from my faith. Like I, I I've never really even struggled with doubt. And mostly I think it's just God's gracious and, and he's good to me. Um, but I've seen it kind of both sides, kind of what you guys are all talking about just in years of ministry and friends and, you know, like people I've done ministry with, you know, there, there seems to be kind of, you know, looking at, you know, like the guy from Hawk Nelson, um, and and kind of those things where, you know, people just have doubts about faith, kind of like what, um, I think Steven was saying just that, you know, how could a good God let evil happen? And, and and somebody wrestles with that question and, but then they don't ever like, ask it that that's not a new question to the christian faith like sure. we we have answers for it like it, it may not be a satisfying answer but it's not like oh guy from hawk nelson you're the first person to ever have that thought oh my goodness that's crazy like like christians have wrestled with that for years so so i've seen that in, in some really good friends who were close to that tipping point you're talking about tony where they they were ready to bail because they couldn't get answers to those questions but then they engaged with community, they engaged with friends, they engaged with the scripture, they engaged with early church fathers and came out the other side with a stronger faith because of it. So I've seen that kind of just wrestling with doubts, but I've also had friends who, you know, they just wanted to have a lot of sex before they got married. Um, and that lifestyle was incompatible with what God told them to. So they decided that God wasn't real because see, they didn't want yeah. to be convicted for the choices they were making. That is my experience. That's what I've I've understood. One of two things, and 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 Scott, I think you just nailed it so so wonderfully. People will say, "I would rather be doing this, and I can't do this and that, so I'm choosing this." I've seen yeah. you know the, the people that leave church because the pastor has preached against a certain thing, or the Bible has begun to bring conviction to them. I've, it's been my experience in, in church culture so many times that I see people and they're just like, hey, I don't like that you're challenging what my desires are. You know, it's like the the, the young rich man who comes to Jesus and he's like, hey, look, I want to do this. And Jesus is like, all right, well, just do this. Just get rid of that one thing that you're holding on to. And he's like, ah, yeah, no, I don't think so. And, and yeah, Scott, you said it right. I mean, just some people just say there's not enough room for Jesus and my idols um, there, and, and I, I can't have them both. So bye Jesus. Uh, the flip side of that is I think that there's some people that want to do all these things for God, but then they, they operate for so long in their own strength 
that they come to the point where they realize like God has not been a part of what I've been doing for a long time. Therefore, in my mind, God isn't necessary or is it even real? And I think that's what you hear in the words of, of the guy from Hawk Nelson. You know, he says, after growing up in a Christian home, being a pastor's kid, playing and singing in a Christian band and having the word Christian in front of most of the things in my life, I'm now finding I no longer believe in God. Well, because you can do all those things without God's help. You can play in a band. You can be a pastor or a worship leader, or you can do all the things in your own strength. And then what? God has never been a part of it. I don't know. I, I think that we miss out on that, but I want to know why we're starting to see more and more of these big church leaders just walk away. I don't know if we see more of it. I think social media amplifies it, that if somebody would walk away from their faith, there was really no way for them to know. Um, I, I think the mm -hmm. the challenge is, you know, because I'm steeped in Christian culture. I have been most of my life and you know, it's like you, 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 you hit your wagon to your favorite Christian leader, you know, like I'm a Stephen Furtick guy or I'm an Andy Stanley guy or I'm a Beth Moore guy, you know, and and then you you're sit there, a, cross you're your a fingers. Beth Moore guy. Hey, 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 hey. Beth Moore's for ladies. Be nice. <laughs> I love me some Beth Moore. She, lo she loves the Bible. She loves Jesus. She ain't afraid to preach it. I'm anyway, just so teasing. I'm just I teasing. know you are. So we, so we hitch our things to these, and then, like I say, you're across like, dear Jesus, please don't let Andy Stanley have a stumble. Please, dear Jesus, right. please don't let Andy Stanley fall. Be because, it, like you said, Tony, sometimes like our faith gets hitched to these things that aren't Jesus, and so I, I throw my hat in Andy Stanley's camp, but really, my hat should be in Jesus' camp, because he ain't never going to let me down. Sure, and that's, I mean, biblically, who whose camp would you throw your hat into? Apollos, of course! That's what I'm saying, but there is nobody in the Bible save Jesus who yeah. is going to get it right every time. The Bible like seems to go out of its way to pick flawed people. That's mm -hmm. like the whole, that's, that's God's whole gimmick. Daniel his, was pretty close. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm we didn't see everything. He wrote his own book. Of course, he's going to put all the good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's just, it, 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 people do, they aggrandize people, but it does damage. I think it does damage to the culture when you see, uh, Marty Sampson from Hillsong or, or oh, yeah, Josh, Joshua Harris or Michael Gunger or, or just whoever the flavor of the day is saying, I've done this so long and it's fake to me. I, I don't need it anymore. I yeah, and I, I wonder, I know Lise Marty's dropped out, but, you know, like I was convicted by that prayer she prays for herself of like, dear God, like, let, let my faith be strengthened. And so I just wonder, like, I mean, that that's convicting to me because you, you don't get to that point of abandoning your faith like overnight like it, it's a long season of walking away and so then i'm like it, like where am i in that season like it, am i am i closer to walking away or am i closer to, to keeping this thing going and you, you know you feel it. that you that goes back to my disciplines and the things that i'm doing to maintain my faith and and not make it all about my activity but really make it about you know sitting at the feet of christ we had a great uh pastor friend who used to say are you are you abounding and doing a bunch of stuff or are you abiding in being mm. with jesus that's good mm. Are you, Scott, have you ever felt like walking away? Not, not for my faith. Um, you know, and uh, I'm not I, saying, I'm not saying that, that you, you actually were tempted to do so. Yeah, no, but no, have you ever no, felt like it? No, I think, uh, there was a season of ministry where I, w I was pretty broken individually and hadn't been doing the things to, to take care of myself. And I did have to step away for, for about six weeks from being an active youth pastor, um, and then there was a season where I came to the end. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to be youth pastor anymore. 
um, because I felt God was releasing me from that. Um, so, so there've been those seasons in, you know, in terms of, yeah, in terms of vocational ministry, in terms of being a youth pastor, I knew that if I were to leave my job as a youth pastor, it would have been disobedient. And then there came a day where that, that was no longer true, where I could leave my job as a youth pastor and I would be continue to be being obedient. That, that call had been lifted from me. Jackie, what do you think? I, I really like what Scott was saying. I think it, it also brings to mind that like a lot of people that I've seen, which is I guess what I was trying to say earlier, was that sometimes people get so caught up in the actions that they burn out. Mm. That like it becomes a job to them. Um, and I feel like you, you, Tony, and Scott both would probably understand that the most because you guys have your jobs in ministry. So it can most likely easily become to where it does become a job and it becomes less about the actual like ministry to where like you get in that mindset of okay well I have to do this I have to do this I have to do this and if you're not taking care of yourself and not letting yourself get poured into spiritually it becomes like that that little chipping away of like then gradually this thing will happen if you don't keep yourself checked up if that makes sense no it absolutely does it's like driving your your car with no oil I mean it'll drive but for how long and, yeah. and at what cost? And that, that's, that, I mean, that's that's true. Thank you, Jackie. Like, yeah, it's true for vocational ministry, but it, it's true for all of us. I mean, we can all get to that point of Elijah in, in, you know, 2 Kings 19, where, you know, he has his greatest moment where he chops down all the prophets of Baal, and then mm-hmm. he's lying in the desert complaining because he wants to die. Yeah, just I go mean, ahead and kill me now, God, please. Yeah, like, we, 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 can all get to, we can all get to that place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so I just wonder, like, what are, what, what are, you know, it's using car analogy, like what check engine lights were popping on? What, what was popping up on all these people's dashboards that they were choosing to ignore? And then they ended up, you know, kind of really, really far from God and ready to leave. So, you know, are we being mindful of those gauges, those checks, those, those things that are making us aware that, oh, like this, this we're, we're dangerously tired. We're dangerously close to that teetering point. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott, do you remember, I don't know if this is something that happened in, in many of your childhoods, but do you remember going to stores like the Kmart or something like that, and they would have the little coin-operated yes. rides outside? <laughs> you get on the little horse here, the merry-go-round or whatever. I remember those. You remember those? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to ride them. Uh, you know, mind. you would get on those things, and they would take you for a ride, but would you go anywhere? No. <laughs> you would go through some motions, perhaps. Uh, and then you would get off in the same exact place that you, you got on and there was no transformation. Sometimes I wonder like what institutional Christianity is selling uh, when we're talking about a, being a disciple of Christ or being a follower of Jesus. Because so many times I've heard about people that are like, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm just kind of done with this. My relationship with God is, is is not satisfying to me anymore. And the words that they'll choose to use to, to kind of craft an assessment of it is, I just don't feel God the way I used to. And, and a lot of times I think that we sell an experience rather than selling a, a sacrificial journey, a, a relationship of, of, of dying to self and growing in Christ. And when the experience wears off, when the, the, the thrill is gone, when the honeymoon is over, people think, well, it, this doesn't work anymore. But that's never really what it's been about. How long have you mar- been married to Alicia, Scott? It'll be 10 years in August. Congratulations, man. Very good. Uh, Do you um, do you still and this is going to be a loaded question, but I promise she doesn't listen to anything. I record. Um, Do you love her more now than you loved her 10 years ago? Absolutely. But do you love her the same that you did 10 years ago? Clearly not. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a different. I I, I did a, I did a, a, a little looking back um, on I don't remember one of your Facebook profiles, probably hers. Just scrolling through pictures the other day, kind of bored, and I was looking back at some of like your old pictures of just like oh, well, there's Alicia. Sounds like the senator's wife going through Ryan Howard's Facebook on a. <laughs> The it, it was one o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> I, I no, I was uh, no. I was just looking back, and I, I saw like some of your like wedding your wedding pictures yeah. or something like that. And it's just funny to think about how things start versus you know how they evolve. And some people they they get they get together and relationships bloom because they have that feeling of just woo goosebumps and 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 all the bubbles and the butterflies, and and real relationships grow beyond that to where feelings don't simply satisfy anymore but commitment and and growth and getting through the hard things do and i think that's the way it is with a relationship with christ i mean he describes our relationship with him as a a marriage i mean a a bride and a groom Uh, do i still love jesus yes does he still give me butterflies yes maybe not in the same way that he did when i first got saved but my goodness i don't Mm -hmm. want to keep having to chase that high Mm -hmm. I, i want something that that grows and matures with me and I don't think people, I don't know. And, and this is, and, and I've not walked through these people's shoes. So maybe I'm just being kind of judgmental and projecting a little bit. But you've been in enough youth camps, right? Where, you know, you're, you're a junior high youth camp, right? And, and it's decision <laughs> night. And like, like that, that, that 12 year old girl, like she's already starting to sniffle. And like the girl next to her, like she starts to cry up and the boy, it's like, and then like soon, like it's this big emotional swell and like, like you haven't even started yet because everyone knows it's decision night. And, oh, yeah. and so, you know, doing as many youth camps as we all have, it's like, like, right. There's that moment. Like you're trying to chase that camp high. Like, like we make that joke, right? Somebody last me like, Hey Scott, are you saved? I'm like, nah, waiting for a commitment night at camp this year. Cause we're just always trying to chase that high, which like there, there are those moments and are like, there are still those moments in my relationship with Christ where like, I'm like, it's like a first date, like, whoa, this is the best. But for the most part, it's it's kind of like you said. It's it's that lived in comfortable love. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a there's a great uh, passage in Psalm 131 where uh, it says, "Surely I've stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child." Um, but I've contemplated myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. A weaned child, I'm content. Like like there's just that peace and that contentment with being with God. Uh, another image that that somebody like or uses is kind of like just you know like an old married couple they can just sit on the porch and be totally happy just to be silent in each other's presence Mm -hmm. and and that's what it can be like with god like there doesn't need to be the fireworks it doesn't have to be all that you know like you know like when you're dating somebody it's exciting like i saw jackie post image like oh yeah let's go on a kayaking date that seems awesome (laughs) but like i haven't gone on a kayaking date in like 10 years but it's still totally awesome but you're right Mm -hmm. it has to change it has to evolve yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we're in danger of not doing that with Jesus. We just want that that buzz and that vibe, but we don't we don't grow past that. So when that's gone, well, maybe Jesus is gone. And again, that's just me projecting a little bit. I, I, I don't really know. I just don't want to ever find myself in that position. I want to, as you said, Scott, I want to watch out for those warning signs, those safeguards, because I don't want to ever find myself in a place where the only option is giving up, walking out you know, laying it down and saying, this isn't for me anymore. And that doesn't mean vocational call because this is something that applies to every believer at every level. We, we've had, we had a, we had a young man that would go with us on these youth trips. Uh, and I won't mention him, but almost everybody here will know who he is. And yeah, that this, guy, <laughs> right? That guy, a great charismatic, just lovely man, uh, young man, teenage guy. 
His big problem, though, was he had a girlfriend who had him wrapped around her finger um, or other parts, depending on, you know, whatever. And he would come on these youth trips and he would just snot and cry and just God would get a hold of him and he would know what he had to do. And then he would come back and she would be waiting for him. And it was just like it was all over because he couldn't break free from that. Whatever it was, affirmation, obsession, feeling, temptation. And then there's always that choice in our lives of this or that, you know, Christ or the world. You just can't have two masters. And we make that decision every single day. And it doesn't take place in, in you know, basically saying, Jesus, get out of here. It takes place incrementally. It takes place one compromise at a time. So we've got to constantly be vigilant. We've got to constantly walk circumspectly because really we, we, we move Jesus out um, gradually, but certainly. There, you, you remember, you remember who David Copperfield is? Yes. Yes. The, the illusionist magician. Yeah. Um, kind of dreamy war- looking. I know. That war- guy. <laughs> Warlock, uh, wizard, <laughs> uh, charlatan. Yeah. Uh, he did a trick where he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. He did yes. it years and years ago. And the illusion of yeah, the trick was... Yeah, but the Ghostbusters did it like six years before. That's yeah. right. Your love keeps lifting me higher. And the way that it was done, spoiler alert, if you don't want me to ruin the magic, was that he had the cameras and the audience looking through an archway, looking through a curtain, through a proscenium. And he had the lights all up on the Statue of Liberty and the helicopters flying all around. And then he closed the curtain, waved his magic wand, whatever it was, did his little dance and his incantations of, of you know, evil. And um, when the curtains opened up again, the spotlights were there, the helicopters were there, but there was no Statue of Liberty. And it was like, what? How in the world did he do that? And the the trick was they were on a, a very slowly rotating platform. And when the, the lights went off at the Statue of Liberty, they, they, the curtains closed and it was actually moving away so slowly you couldn't notice it. Uh, but when, it, when the curtains opened back up again, they had actually rotated so that the statue was no longer in the frame. And when it, it looked like it had disappeared. God doesn't go anywhere. God never leaves. He never forsakes. His word never falls short. And, and, and he's, he's never somehow inaccessible. If God was interested in becoming inaccessible to us, by golly, he would have done it of his own volition a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But God has done everything he can possibly do down to the point of laying down his own life uh, to win us back. If we are feeling like somehow God has moved away, I think we just need to... Uh, to realign ourselves and and look at what we've been focusing on. Have we been focusing on our own careers? Have we been focusing on our own ministries even? Because you can absolutely make an idol out of Christ things and completely miss the worship of Christ. We just need to look and see what's coming through our curtain and have we moved? Where Where are we focused now? That's my thought. That's my assessment. That's my prescription. And um, I just think that's something we need to do every day because it's just one of those things where one day we wake up and we're way off the target. We just missed it. Not to mix metaphors, but I've always thought about it like parallel tracks. We'll say a monorail at the Magic Kingdom. And, you know, (laughs) like if they start parallel, they're going fine. But if one track, our track gets like even one degree off, 
you're not going to notice it right away. Mm -hmm. But after the course of time, that one degree makes a huge difference. Over 14.7 miles, you could end up in a completely different park. Exactly. So, so that's where I think the vigilance comes in to, to make sure we're checking ourselves every day, daily devotions, daily, daily disciplines, because that, that one degree will, will make a huge difference, you know, mm-hmm. extrapolated over, over a long period of time. Absolutely. And, and we want to make sure that we don't give up, that we never give up, never, never surrender. surrender. <laughs> by the, by, what is it? The grab Thar's hammer. Thar's hammer. hammer. By the sons of Elvin. God, rest in peace. That guy was awesome. That guy was There's- awesome. Hans Gruber, Snape, the the uh, the angel from Dogma, Metaton, uh, Meta, Meta, Metatron, Metatron, yeah, yeah. God will give you strength, and God will give you focus. Just keep your eyes fixed on Christ every single day. And I don't mean Christ stuff. I don't mean church. Uh, and and some of the best ways to do that is to find those kind of barometers, those sort of measuring sticks of uh, of people who are are strong in their faith. Uh, of God's word, absolutely, which is the the standard of, of, of how we should live. Uh, check yourself up against that every single day. Make sure that you're on course, uh, because it's so easy to get off. And uh, and as Scott said, yeah, daily devotions. Is it fun? Not always. Uh, is it easy? Not always. Are there a million other things? Yes, every well, single day. It's not that hard, right? Sometimes. It's not that hard to read your Bible. So, sometimes it can be challenging, but like. I'm not going to like I'm glass houses and all like if you can wake up and catch some fish, Tony, you can wake up and, you know, like, you know, read the Bible. Like if I can wake up and open up my island and sell all my turnips on Friday morning, but not read the Bible that day. Yeah, that's that's on me. Well, you're you're obviously a better Christian than I am, Scott. So, uh, you know, I think we all have to approach it at our own level. (laughs) One day, should should the Lord tarry, I will be on the Christian nerds. Uh, stage, but at the at the present moment, I'm just I'm just a flawed sinner in the uh, in the shadow of God's grace. Uh, but you got to make an effort. It doesn't just happen by itself. That's the that's the thing to remember, and um, and, and you need to do it. We have our daily devotion. It's a podcast uh, that comes out every day. You can get it on your Amazon Echo. You can download it wherever podcasts are consumed. It goes beyond just the Nerd of God crew, uh, Nerd of Godcast. We have uh, people from i mean scott you do it and you do a good sometimes. job sometimes thank you sometimes i try uh, we have a uh, you know ryan ryan felton who is our our dm he's our our devo manager yeah. uh, he's reaching out to people we're, we're going to be putting out a, a co-op uh devo that's going to come out on the weekends on a regular nerd of god cast feed but uh just jump into that listen to the verses be encouraged by that it's really really simple let us hold your hand and walk you through it but do it every day stay connected with god because it's so easy, so easy to get off track. And by the time you realize that you're miles away from home, it may be a little bit too late. And um, whether you believe in once saved, always saved, or that you are walking a tightrope over hell, uh, let's not put it to the test. Let's just draw close to God and stay, stay really, really close to where he is because there's nothing that compares to that. That's just my thought. Anything else, guys, that you want to throw into the mix tonight? Nah. Then, uh... No, thank you. Then we will put this one in the books. Is there anything that you've given up on that you regret, that you lament, that you once loved and cherished and uh, you have subsequently just laid down and, and left behind? Absolutely. 
I, I was quite an artist when I was a kid, and I took a very terrible art class in sixth grade and, ne and never tried doing art again, and now I'm, I'm not very good at it. Sweet dreams. There. Oh, what? what yeah, sweet dreams. Good night. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Give up on sleep. That's what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gave up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I regret that. Yeah. It's all, it's fine. Like it sort of peaked in like season three and four. Then it got a little weird, but it's 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 good. It didn't get weird when Grant Ward became Hive. Oh, that was the best season. That was weird though. It was, but that like that's that's the peak that that season. Oh, Grant Ward. Oh, I hate not, that guy. Not I still Bill Strider. Yeah, Grant Ward's terrible. Grant Ward is terrible. Thank you. He's the worst. It was so bad that the, he was in a Christian movie, and I couldn't even bring myself to like like him. He's the Christian worst movie. villain in the MCU because you hate him so much. They I did hate such him a great so job. So many things we've given up on. Mother Gothel, also a really bad guy. We're, we're way off track, so I'm just going to throw yeah, stuff out Yeah, definitely. There. Just start throwing out whatever. Whatever you I want to. I think Mother Gothel is one of the worst villains in all of Disney. She's horrible. Join us yeah. next time when Scott Higa comes back and we talk about bad guys. <laughs> Just because you bad guy does not mean you bad guy. <laughs> not mean you bad guy. Yeah, break out your Russian accent, Jackie. <laughs> it's not that good. It's fine. It's fine, Jackie. Uh, you can see Jackie in theaters whenever Black Widow comes out. Uh, she is the, the Red <laughs> Widow. Uh, well, that is all the time we have for tonight. We just want to say thank you so much for the Christian Nerd, Scott Higa, for coming over and hanging out with us. Where can people find you on the internet, Scotty? Uh, go to ChristianNerd.com or, or just follow me on Twitter at Scott Higa. Scott Higa. He always says good things, encouraging things, and, and <laughs> by golly, we like him. I like all of you guys. You are all my best internet friends. Yeah, but Aww, you don't like any of us as much as you friend. like Lise Marie, I think. That's true. See, but this, at the she, same time, Tony doesn't like neither any of us more, more than he likes Lise Marie or Jackie. She, that, see, yeah. Lise Marie's elusive and mysterious. I got all y'all's phone numbers except for her. So if I have a question, <laughs> I'll just be like, Jackie, remember when you said that you needed to like get yourself dressed up for that big Zoom meeting? And then I totally was like, hey, Jackie's really dressed up for this. What's going on? It was, you know, I can just send that to Jackie, but Lise Marie, I don't know. Does she even have a phone? <laughs> you can be like, Jackie, your hair's long. And I'll be like, yeah. I know. <laughs> Jackie, I, I, I feel badly for Jackie. She just gets the most random text messages from me. That's, That's just okay. all the time. Well, See, at least Jackie, Jackie, you could be you. so much more popular, Jackie, if, if if you weren't so accessible. Right? Yeah. I'll send you text messages, Stephen. I'm sorry. I'll set my game up. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick gets all my uh, Star Trek texts. Uh, Neff gets all of my I love you, baby boy texts. And yeah. Stephen, I'll, 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 I'll find some lane for you. Thank Neff, you. you've been really quiet. Are you still here? I am. Okay, I didn't know if maybe Neff gave up on our show. No, I assumed out. he had to go TT. No, no, no. Neff did, <laughs> Neff, did you leave in the middle of the show to go poop? No, I've been here the whole time. Well, at least Maddie left us, so uh, she she bailed on us, but her computer died, and she couldn't find her charger. So, um, so you know, don't, to wrap things up in the too long didn't listen, uh, don't lose your charger in your walk of, of, of Christianity. Or you will end up dying before the show is over. Well, amen and amen. amen. I don't know if I can say amen to that. That was pretty rough. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch right here at the <laughs> Just end. Stretch it out. Well, that is all the well, time. Well, you were we trying to wrap things up, and I derailed us. So my, I was my trying apologies. to. It's okay. It's all right. You, we'll, we'll text each other about how things went wrong tonight. I'm going to text all of you guys when we hang up, and we'll just carry on all night long. 
until you guys all go to sleep because you're three hours ahead of me. We'll see you on Animal Crossing. That's the thing. All right. Well, <laughs> that's all the time we have for tonight. Don't forget, check us out on Patreon.com slash Nerd of Godcast. You can be part of the financial blessing of what we're doing here. And if you do it, mind, I do it. You should do it. Do it. Absolutely. It's worth it. They do things for God's kingdom. Calm down. That's scary. I'm excited for you. Give them money. <laughs> I was about to direct people over to your uh, to your page, but uh, now I, I, I'm completely disoriented. You, you can give me money too, but I just use it to buy comic books and food for my children. So. Yeah, we we try, we try. Uh, you can also check out Patreon, the Christian Nerd. Uh, he's he does good things too. We love Scotty. Uh, leave us a review. We love stars, especially when they come in fives, uh, and that really really does help us. And you can do the same thing for the Christian Nerd too. Everything you do for us, do for them, because uh, we. We stand yeah. hand in hand. Us, them. Us, them, her. Uh, <laughs> her? <laughs> uh, that's all the time we have for tonight. <laughs> for the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O Supremo. Goodbye, everybody. Baby boy, Quentin Gregory Neff. Bye-bye, my lovelies. Jackie freaking Wilson. Don't like that. Bye. Lovely lady Lee Smotty. Insert make good choices here. Make good choices. Nicholas, the engineer. Sadler. Goodbye. And the Christian nerd Scott Higa. Love God, love others. Be a better nerd. Uh, I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we are already home. Oh, my gosh. What a train wreck. Sky Higo, what weird California soda are you drinking? Straight up water, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh.